Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We have a great small business show on KSL Radio every Sunday from 11 a.m. to noon called Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. We're interviewing our small business owners and organization leaders who are working hard to navigate our current challenges, and they're telling their stories. We can thank Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism for providing this small business opportunity because they understand the importance. I have Chris Moss with me, and he is a co-owner of The State Room. He's co-owner along with his dear friend, Darren Pacoli. And uh, they started The State Room a number of years ago, and we were just talking about this beautiful concert program that he has and who he works with and his background in the concert business. And uh, But also we were talking about the kind of support that was given to our small business community. This program is underwritten by Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism. And this was kind of non-traditional uh, for them to step out and support a program like this locally, but they did. And they did it because they believe in small business, like your business, Chris. And that's why we're on the phone with you right now. So give us an idea of the kind of support you uh, got that you received and what it meant for you as a business owner. Yeah, it's been tremendous. Um, you know, it started early on with the first round of the PPP. Um, and that allowed us to keep some of our core staff on board through sort of those first few months of, of getting rolling. Um, are coming, are getting into this sort of lockdown phase. Um, and then, and then from there, the Salt Lake County as well as the state of Utah each had separate programs that um, really just gave us an opportunity to continue to pay bills, stabilize our finances, and see a path to be there when it was safe and appropriate for us to be back operating the way that we think is a, uh, it matches our audience and matches what we're able to deliver. So. Without that support from GoEd and from Salt Lake County and from the and from the federal government, boy, I'm not saying it would have been impossible to get through, but it sure would have been a lot more difficult. And and hopefully there's some more to come with the Save Our Stages, which is now the Shuttered Venues Operators Grant that um, we certainly are eligible for. That hopefully we'll get rolling here um, in the next little bit. I look at some of the things that Salt Lake County, um, what they have done to support business, and it's just been nothing short of a miracle, especially with my association with Visit Salt Lake. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the uh, individuals that uh, one of the organizations that's underwriting this program, uh, they just really stepped it up and really dug deep. And so I'm so glad to hear that you got support from them and also from GoEd. It doesn't surprise me. Like I said earlier, it makes me feel so grateful to be in Utah because I've been involved with small businesses for decades now, and I just have such a soft spot, Chris, for what you and Darren are doing and and what this means for our community and what you do. Well, and what you do for tourism, what you do for locals, and the fact that you drive uh, drive our economy. Small business drives our economy. You create the jobs that we have here. Uh, Speaking of which, how many employees do you have on board now? Are you able to hire up a little bit? Yeah, that's a great question. We, um, Darren and I really did take some time coming, uh, 
as we got closer to coming back out of this to, to restructure how we wanted to do things and be hopefully prepared to, to see some growth and to, and to undertake some different projects. And we, uh, you know, by the end of this, hopefully we'll have five full-time employees to go along with Aaron and I, and then a whole pool of part-timers. Um, and I want to just comment on what you said about the support from the government and local government and, and so forth. This is the first time they all went through this also. You know, and, and to think about so some of the vocabulary and some of the creativity and some of the different things that they had to respond to, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's uh, that's not a simple task, it, you know, and I think a lot of people sort of were looking at the government like, hey, help us, help us, help us. But how much more prepared are they than us to try to get through this? It's not as if uh, any of them have lived through a once-in-a-lifetime event like this. So uh, I think you're absolutely correct in, 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 in giving them all a shout-out because – they delivered for sure. I mean, not for everyone. I mean, obviously, even no one's perfect. It certainly was a big undertaking and, and continues to be. Oh, absolutely. They supported a small business community with the CARES Act. We work very closely with Aaron Litvak. And of course, we have uh, Mayor Wilson. We have Mayor Mendenhall. I mean, we've got some real strong officials that are making sure that we support our small business community. And it, it doesn't make the difference. It makes all the difference. And we, we lost too many as it was. Losing one small business because of this was too many. And so, uh, you know, they really they really stepped it up. And, and you're so correct. I really appreciate you saying the fact that we've never – none of us have been through this before. And so I think they really – they put their government muscle where it needed to go. Um, if there's a takeaway from a business standpoint, what did you and Darren learn from this? And what will you do differently because of it? I don't want to speak for Darren, but I, I'm just going to appreciate it more and more. The fact that we're able to employ people, the fact they're able to bring people together for what feels like important moments, the fact that we can, you know, just sustain and be viable and be relevant is something that could keep feeling that way as we were closed. And I mean, completely closed for a year, but still feeling that to now have it break back open and get the sound system raging and the lights moving around and the, and the energy filling the space. You know, I've walked in there many days throughout the, the closure and have felt the energy without without a single soul in there. So now to be able to have it come back and sense it again, um, I sure won't take that for granted. Hey, uh, you need to let us know some of the venues, what's coming up, your location, and who else you support as we start to wind down. So give us an idea of, give us something to look forward to, Chris. Yeah, you bet. So you talked to Derek with Red Butte Garden. That's going to be an exciting summer starting in the uh, end of July. Darren and I own the state room, which is 638 South State, right there across the street from the bayou. Um, we also opened the Commonwealth Room, which is on 21st South and West Temple, right near Pat's Barbecue there. And we also involved with the Deer Valley Concert Series. We've got two shows announced, August 14th with Indigo Girls and the Fannie Waitlist on August 20th. We also participate with the Live at the Eccles Series, which will... Uh, reopened this year, August 14th, with Joe Bonamassa, and then a whole series of shows this fall coming coming to the Echoes Theater in beautiful downtown Salt Lake City. We'll just keep finding other things to make the music happen. What a cool business to be in, Chris. I mean, you must love this. You probably never get tired of it. You know, you're just like, you know, you go, oh, that's such a great concert. And then you go to, then you attend another one of your concerts. You must just love, you and Darren must just love this. We certainly have more good days than bad. You know, I'm not going to say every day is uh, rainbows and unicorns, but uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, we, we do, we do enjoy it. And again, you know, going back to that idea of bringing people together and that energy that you feel from that, you know, at the end of the day to, 
slog through getting the show done or getting the contract process or getting through the, the nuances of something like that, the, uh, the end result is pretty darn cool. Absolutely. Making people happy, bringing joy into their life, giving people a break from the day-to-day, as you say, slog. But I think you've given us all the websites. You want to give us a stateroom? Because I think if I go to the stateroom website, I can get information about everything else. Is that correct? Yeah, we've we've kind of put it all under one, one cool. umbrella, uh, the stateroompresents.com. And we appreciate, again, all the support from the community. And, you know, I, I always, always sort of point out at times, sometimes having that concert ticket Almost the lead up to thinking about a show adds as much as the actual show. So all of us that have been waiting a year for that first concert ticket to actually mean something, it's going to be pretty cool to to have it come back for the first time for so many of us. Without a shadow of a doubt. Chris Motz, thank you so much. Co-owner of The State Room with Darren Piccoli. And we really appreciate you guys. Um, and did you give us a website one more time? Sure. The State Room Presents. All the best to you. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks again for having me. You've been listening to our Mighty Main Street show, The Faces and Places of Utah. You can find us on the podcast page of kslnewsradio.com. I'm Chris Redgrave, host of Mighty Main Street. Join us again next Sunday to hear more from our business community from 11 a.m. to noon on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.